Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Diet Therapy Podcast, episode 16. I'm your host, Sutton Duff. Uh, today, we're going to get into a couple things. So without any further ado, let's just go ahead and get right into it. So, episode 16 of the Diet Therapy Podcast. Welcome back. If this is not your first time listening, if it is your first time listening, then welcome to the Diet Therapy Podcast, where the best medication is good conversation, stimulation for your mind, all of that. So, today we're going to get into a couple of things. But first, uh, the date is March 27, 2020. Uh, This day, is one of the days that, you know, will go down in history forever as the time that we are impacted as a world, as a planet, by uh, the COVID-19 pandemic crisis thingamabob. Um, so I've been on lockdown pretty much like all week. Uh, my job, it came out and said, you know, we're not really, they, they remained open, but they didn't need me there. So still getting paid. You know, to be at home doing this, uh, doing whatever else I'm doing while I'm at home, uh, either playing Call of Duty or working out or drinking wine, you know, whatever. Speaking of Call of Duty, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty lately since I've been on this uh, quarantine thing. Uh, Call of Duty Warzone, to be specific. Warzone is lit. Warzone is the Battle Royale version of Call Call of Duty. Um, so Battle Royale basically like started like that type of game that was started with like, uh, games like Fortnite really put it on the map. Basically, if, for those of you who do not know what Battle Royale game modes are in video games, it's basically a shooting game where, uh, there's like a hundred plus people in the game at one time and you're in a squad of like two, three or four people and everybody drops down. From a, from a plane or like an aircraft or something, all onto one map, onto different parts of the map. And the map is huge. So you basically have to uh, lead you and your squad to victory, basically taking out all the other squads. And you have to like go around and try to find supplies and weapons. And uh, there's like money systems and stuff in there. You can buy things. It's super cool. Especially when you have like a crew that you go in there and you play with. Like if you get all your friends together. You guys all hop on it. Warzone is free, by the way, on Xbox, PlayStation. I'm pretty sure PC as well. Uh, you get all your friends together and you play. You guys are all chopping it up, you know, shooting the show on the mic, uh, you know, game planning, strategizing with each other. It's super fun. It's super dope. And it's kind of re-sparked my love for uh, Call of Duty because I've also found myself playing the regular multiplayer, like online modes now again. Uh, so that's that's really cool. It's, I think that's really good because I did spend $60 on Call of Duty, then I did not play it for uh, a good three or four months. So I'm glad I'm back on it now. But if you haven't played Call of Duty Warzone yet, I would definitely suggest you check that out if you have an Xbox or a PlayStation. Also, if you have friends who have an Xbox and you have a PlayStation or vice versa, this game has cross-play enabled. So I'm playing with my friends who play on PlayStation Xbox, I'm playing against people who are playing on PC. It's crazy. The times we're in now, right? But hey, thanks to the, you know, 
COVID-19, I discovered that. So I don't know. Quarantine may be for the best sometimes. You find new things you like. Uh, games, music, movies, shows, entertainment, just in general. If you haven't taken the time to just take a day to just sit down and uh, try to consume something new, try to stimulate your mind with something new, that's why I'm glad you're listening to this podcast right now. If you haven't taken the time to uh, just watch something that you've been thinking about watching or uh, just take a chance and listen to an album that, you know, you didn't necessarily think that you would necessarily like, but you just want to give it a shot. You know, just why not? You have the time. Uh, just use it. But in terms of the whole uh, COVID-19 thing where we stand right now as a nation, uh, the United States actually currently leads the world in confirmed cases of uh, COVID-19. And I think that's mainly because uh, we have the most resources to uh, access tests for it. So um, we know a higher percentage of who has it in our country as opposed to uh, maybe countries who don't have those type of resources to get all the testing that they need. So there may be a lot, a lot of people, like a lot more people uh, in those other countries and continents that actually have uh, the virus and just don't know it. Of course, it's also still, you know, us here too. Uh, like I said last week on the podcast, everybody's freaking out over something that, you know, most people have not seen with their own two eyes. And in the last seven days, I still have not seen uh, COVID with my own two eyes. So I'm still trusting what I see on the news, what I see on social media, just like you guys. Um, but I hope I hope it's all over soon. I hope it's all over soon. I'm sick of it already. Uh, yeah, it's nice to get a little bit of a break from work. That's for sure. Um, but I don't know. Being in the house all day, every day kind of sucks. You know, I get to be more productive, but I like getting out there. I like mixing it up. You know what I'm saying? I like seeing my seeing my friends. Uh, my girlfriend will be home soon. Um, I want to be able to get out there, chop it up. You know what I mean? But yeah. Uh, I think that it'll probably last maybe in terms of like our quarantine, it'll probably last around three weeks to a month, maybe, because we're at the point now where, like I said, we have the most confirmed cases in the world. We also have over 1,100 deaths at this point, uh, March 27th, 2020. I don't know if the seriousness of it is... At the point now where we should really, 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 really start worrying just yet. Um, the whole thing is that we, we need it. We need a, a cure for it, right? We need some sort of vaccine or something that's going to, uh, you know, basically make this right. Because if we don't have that at this rate, we already have 1,100 deaths. And let's just say it started, I, I think it started in the U.S. probably about a month ago. At this point, so if we have 1,100 deaths a month, that's going to be around, you know, that's like 13,000 people in a year. And they said that, like, it's projected that they probably won't have a cure for like a year. So if 13,000 people have to die, uh, you know, waiting for a cure, that's kind of crazy. That's that's a lot of people. 1,100 people is a lot of people. And... I kind of put into perspective for myself, taking into account like how serious this whole matter is, 
by looking at um basically okay so like think about it this way if there was a mass shooting and 1100 people died or like a terrorist attack and 1100 people died from it the whole world would be going crazy everybody would lose their mind but since this is a virus and it's you know it's like an illness it's spreading around it's you know getting inside people's respiratory systems and it's you know killing them in some cases we're kind of desensitized to that in a little bit, you know, of a fashion because nobody's harming each other. It's just kind of natural, it feels like. So I feel like there's not as huge of a, um, there's still a panic. There's definitely still a panic, but there's not like a uh, that big, I guess, shock factor that you get with something like a like a mass shooting or like a terrorist attack or something like that. Even though this is like, you know, most like a mass shooting, maybe like uh, 15 or 20 people die. Um, and I'm not trying to be cynical here, but just like on average, let's say 15 or 20 people die in like a mass shooting or a terrorist attack um, and 100 people die. That sort of thing. This is on a whole nother scale because over a four weeks like period, like span, 1100 people have died. So. That's roughly almost like 300 people a week. And if you break that down further, you can, you know, it gets even crazier. But I don't know. It really did put in perspective for me when I thought about it that way. So I am taking it serious, a little bit more serious than I was before. Um, I just I just hope it's over soon. I hope it's all over soon. I hope that, you know, just like because I've heard in, you know, China and Korea, like, the cases are going down. Things are back on, you know, are trending upwards there. I hope we get to that point soon as well. And I feel like, like I said, maybe three or four weeks before we're like, all right, let's let's cut let's cut the crap here. We're just gonna we're just gonna pick ourselves up and we're gonna move we're gonna move on. I, I feel like that's what we're gonna do. So, yeah, but I'll, I'll end that uh, the COVID note there. And I want to go ahead and get into uh, my first topic of the day. So today I wanted to talk about a little bit of music. I haven't talked about music in a while, I feel like. Um, I feel like I've been neglecting that side of this podcast. So I want to talk music a little bit. Specifically, uh, I want to talk Drake for right now and a couple other like rappers. So the reason why I wanted to talk about Drake is that uh, I've actually been seeing a lot of uh, leaks from him lately, which is kind of unusual, kind of uncharacteristic for Drake because he's, you know, pretty much he's very well on his P's and Q's about like releasing his music. And, you know, he's one of the biggest artists in the world. So if he didn't want his music to get leaked, I'm sure it would not. So what does that mean? What is that telling us? I think it's telling us that, you know, Drake is kind of transitioning into maybe another part of his career where he is going to be dropping more music for us. And he's just kind of, I mean, he's he's been following the same formula of dropping a uh, an album like once a year. He's been doing that, but we haven't gotten a full album since Scorpion that came out two years ago. So I feel like he's going to drop a lot, a lot soon. Like, definitely, everyone's going to drop in 2020. If you don't drop in 2020, it's like, what did you do? You know, who wouldn't want to drop in 2020? So I fully expect him to drop an album this year. 
But these leaks I've seen everywhere just kind of intrigue me because they're actually really, really good. And a lot of other people have also said that, that they're really, really good. So it made me think a little bit about how like Drake's been dominating the game for uh, about 10 years now, like about around 10 years. That's crazy. I don't think that anybody else, no other rapper has really dominated the game from top to bottom for, for 10 years. You're talking the most billboard charted hits and he's always, he lives in the top 10, lives in the top 10. I guarantee if I go to the top 10 uh, on Apple Music right now and I read it off to you guys, Drake will be featured at least in one of those songs. And Drake's not even a guy that we hear from like all that often. That's the crazy thing. So actually, I want to do that really quick. I'm going to go to the top 10 charts. Uh, let's see. Top charts on Apple Music. What are the top 10 songs right now? And I may be, I may stand corrected right now. Like I said, we haven't heard much from Drake in a while. So, and a couple of albums have dropped. So, you know, but yeah, right now, right now, he actually is not in the top 10. He's at number 12. Life is good with future. Um, that's expected though, because a lot of music just dropped and like in between that time, like Lil Uzi Vert dropped his album, Megan Thee Stallion dropped her album, uh, you know, The Weeknd dropped his album just last week. So a lot of that is taking up the top 10 right now. You know how it works with that. But normally, Life is Good is going to be like that song. Like Drake is going to be in the top 10 somewhere. But anyway, it made me think about how like uh, just great Drake is. He's been reigning for 10 years now. 10 years. It kind of reminds me, like, Drake's career and the trajectory of his career kind of reminds me of Netflix. Drake is like Netflix. So he came into the game at sort of the end of one generation. So, like, the Wayne, uh, you know, Jay-Z was still dropping albums, like, not regularly, but, you know, those type of rappers, those guys, back in, like, the 2000s, like, the thick of the 2000s. Um 50 Cent, those guys. Um, but yeah, he came in sort of at the end of that, kind of like on his own wave, but still being able to go like bar for bar, uh, <laughs> word for word, bar for bar with those guys um, who were already in the game at that time, who had been in the game. But since he came at the end of one generation and he kind of like just kind of floated into the next one, it was a seamless transition. Because he wasn't already, like, set in his ways. Uh, and that's what I think, like, a lot of the older rappers, like, take a Lil Wayne, for example. And I, I compare Lil Wayne to, like, Blockbuster. You know, didn't really adapt with the times. He was there for the whole 2000, that 2000s era. He was there. He was big. He was popping. He was it. You know? But things change as technology grows. You know, people are getting... Uh, more socially aware, they want things faster, you know, things change and you have to be able to adapt. So music changed too. Uh, and at the beginning of that newer generation, guys like Lil Wayne have fell off. And I use the term fell off uh, very strictly because he, he did fall off. And I know like I, I was a huge Lil Wayne fan, especially in high school. 
So I'm not hating on Wayne. I know a lot of people like to say that I hate on Wayne. I don't. But if we're looking at the facts, we get down to the nitty gritty of the situation. He definitely did have a fall off period. Um, so you can just look at the entire pretty much like 2010s. He pretty much stopped at around 2013. Anytime after that. So from 2013, the last seven years, he's come out with like a couple different projects. None of them are very memorable. You guys remember Sorry for the Wait? The latest one. The one with all the remixes and stuff like that. It was cool. But no, no, man, you're not going to you're not going to get us with that one, bro. He just never really adapted the way that Drake did. And Wayne put Drake on. I understand that. But Drake actually took the time to um, uh, analyze the situation, what was going on, realize that one you know decade is ending and then another one with a new generation is starting. You need to be able to adapt to that, not necessarily sound, but just uh, to be able to adapt to that culture. Really, and Drake took the risks. You know, he did that. Uh, and like I said, comparing it to like Netflix, Netflix came in the game around the time that Blockbuster was like at its peak. You know, Blockbuster was thriving. Netflix came in the game and started doing a similar thing to Blockbuster. But instead of actually going to a store and getting the movies, they were shipping them right to your house and you would just order them online. And then, you know, technology got better and people started getting uh, smart. TVs and internet was a bigger thing. More people are getting internet service and internet access. So Netflix just said, wait a minute, times are changing here. More people are using the internet than they are, you know, using cable or, you know, using like their DVD players anymore. So why don't we just go ahead and, you know, kind of adapt to that, change up our game plan, make minor tweaks instead of sending the videos to them? We'll actually still do that. But at the same time, we're going to offer a collection of videos that you can stream online so people can get to it faster. See, adapting with the times. That's what Netflix did. Blockbuster's like, ah, no, we're good. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, we're going to keep selling our movies. We're going to have a, a wall of new releases. There's going to be 30 of the same movie there. People are going to come pick them up, pick up their little popcorn on the way out as well. Didn't work out that way, though. And you saw what happened to Blockbuster. Now, it's a little bit harsher. It's a little bit like more harsh with Blockbuster than it is with Wayne because Wayne is a legend. Wayne is a legend. I don't want anybody to get that twisted. He is a legend. But he definitely did fall off, and that's okay. You know, it, it happens. It happens to rappers. Like his last album, Funeral, I listened to it one time. It didn't really have much. It doesn't really hold much replay value for me. And Wayne just doesn't do that for me anymore. Change with the times, you know? It is what it is, though. Uh, let's see. So another thing I wanted to talk about was... Uh, so I've been actually watching the news a little bit more lately because of this whole uh, COVID-19 thing and also the re-election. It's re-election year. It's election year. It's 2020. It's election year. We get to pick a new president uh, at the end of this year. A lot of people are forgetting about that. Because of what's going on right now. That's very important. But our president right now, Donald Trump, uh, you see all the time on the news, like, what are his approval ratings? An approval rating is basically how many people in the country 
approve of what you're doing? What percent of people approve of what you're doing, how you're handling business, how you're handling the country, how you're handling different situations? Um, so what I want to do, because I, I think that's an interesting concept to kind of just hold the nation almost. Uh, but I wanted to do approval ratings from for rappers. So I just wanted to uh, name four rappers. There's four rappers I have. The first one is Drake because we were already talking about him. But I want to give you their approval ratings. So basically uh, what people think about them right now. What is the climate of like their likeness with a lot of people? So Drake, artist out of Canada, I gave him a 77% approval rating. The reason I do this, so basically I'm saying like uh, around seven and a half people out of 10 like Drake, like what he's doing right now, you know, just love him. And the reason why I say that is because like he, Drake is the type of artist, he's been on top for so long, you can't hate him. You can't really hate him. Like you, you may be able to hate Drake the person, you may, I mean, if you are, you're kind of forcing it still, but the music is undeniable. Music is undeniable. I've had friends who have told me that, like, oh, they hate Drake. They think he's an awful rapper. He's terrible. But then I play a couple songs for them. And I'm like, okay, this song is, this is a good song. So you do have to realize, even if you don't really like him, that he does make some damn good music because he's a damn good artist. Uh, and he's been reigning for so long. It's been 10 years. So he's actually kind of set in stone around that 70% or above approval rating. Because, like, who's going to say, like, even if Drake comes out with an album like Scorpion that, like, not a lot of people enjoyed, who's going to be like, oh, okay, I don't like Drake now? You know, you're not going to say I don't like Drake. Drake, like, that would be that would be spoiled almost for you to say that because he's just given us so much good music over the years and you can go back and you can look at his albums. The, the man doesn't really miss. So, so that's why I give him a 77% approval rating. I feel like... At least seven out of ten people do like Drake. So the next artist, and this is where it gets a little bit more interesting, uh, Charlotte rapper the Baby had a huge 2019. Um, kind of had like his coming out party. Uh, he got super popular with his singles uh, "Suge" and then his album uh, "Baby on Baby," and he dropped Kirk at the end of last year as well his latest album, but I would give him an approval rating of 45% right now. I think that, so so basically what I'm saying is four and a half people out of 10 approve of the baby right now. Um, and the reason why I say that, why that number is lower is because of a couple things. So the baby has put out two albums thus far in his career. Like uh, two, uh, yeah, two albums. The first album we loved. I liked his first album. The second album I thought was good, not great. I thought that there wasn't a lot of growth, not like not a whole bunch, but I thought it was a good album. It was definitely a good album. I'm not taking that away from it at all. Uh, but you know, the biggest gripe that you know me and others have with him is that a lot of his songs do sound the same. And a lot of times it seems to be like he can't really switch up his flow, even if he tries to. So when you get to the point where people are picking up on that, you know, like they're not going to like you quite as much because they feel like you're a one trick pony. 
And a lot of people feel like that's what the baby is. Also, not to mention, he's also had a couple of, uh, you know, run-ins with, uh, I don't want to say like the law or anything like that, but basically slapping up women. He, he, he's done that before too. I've heard like a couple times. So, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't, certainly does not help your approval rating. So that's why I have the baby at a 45% approval rating if it goes by the climate of his likeness via I mean, my source here is social media roughly because you can find everything you need to find like on Twitter, Instagram, you see a tweet, you know, saying the baby makes a song that sounds the same as all his other songs. And that tweet has over 200,000 likes or something like that. You know what I mean? A lot of people must agree with that statement. A lot of people must agree. And then you see people like, Oh, the baby is like, this like he he's always he's hitting women and not good not good not right now i think he has to uh he has to do something big to kind of you know kind of stir the ship right right now so 45% for him the next rapper uh Compton rapper not Kendrick Lamar but Roddy Rich Roddy Rich uh i put him at a 67% approval rating which is pretty high So I'm basically saying six people, around six people, almost seven out of ten. If they listen to hip-hop, they probably like Roddy Rich. If they've heard him, they probably like a song or two. You know, six or seven people out of ten. Roddy Rich is the type of artist right now where we can't really judge him off of anything else but his music. He hasn't done anything controversial, which is great. He's not super-duper outspoken which a lot of times for artists is great. You know, he's just like a normal guy. He tweets his feelings and opinions sometimes, and he drops really good music. His last album, Please Excuse Me for Being Antisocial, I thought that was a great album. Um, At first I didn't, but I went back and I listened to it, and it was was one of those albums for me where, like, I just had to sit down and, like, you know, just kind of play it. Like, I'll play one song that I like and then just kind of let the other songs play behind it. And I'd just be like, all right, I'm just listening to it in the background. But then it got to a point where, like, those other songs would come on and I'd be like, I'd find myself singing along because I actually like those songs because I let myself listen to them. Sometimes you got to let yourself listen to an album. If you don't let yourself listen to something, your mind is automatically going to tell you that it does not like it. So, um, yeah. But, like I said, I put him at 67% because he hasn't done anything else outside the music for him to be hurt in any other way. So if we just had to look at Roddy Rich's music and his body of work there, then I would give him a 67% approval rating, which is actually really, really good. Really, really good. Remember, Drake's was 77%. I mean, but that's straight, you know. But Roddy Rich to be at 67%, and I think he's climbing, all it's going to take is like one, like, I don't know. His album is already great, but Summertime is right around the corner. And most artists want to drop something right before the summer to light the summer on fire. And I feel like he's planning to do that. If I were him, I would definitely be planning to do that. I think he's a smart guy. I think he's got, you know, a good team around him. So I fully expect that to happen. So 67% right now for Roddy Rich for his approval rating. But I think it'll definitely be climbing in the future. And the last artist I wanted to talk about for their approval rating uh, was Megan the stallion i've talked about megan the stallion before on the diet therapy podcast um i actually talked about her 
when she was on Double XL. I talked about her and Roddy Rich and the baby when they were on Double XL uh, last year um, on the Diet Therapy podcast. But Megan Stallion, rapper out of Houston, Texas, uh, I gave her an approval rating right now, right now, of 55%. And I think that that's very fitting for Megan Thee Stallion right now. Uh, I know she just dropped an album, like just dropped an album, but, um, and I've talked about this before too. It's sad almost like the female rap game because like the fans can be so wishy-washy and not necessarily like the diehard, like the hardcore fans, the hardcore fans are still standing, uh, Megan Thee Stallion. They love her album, but just kind of like the casual fans, like who were, on the hype train last year and oh the hot girl summer stuff and you know all the other songs that she put out the one she put out with the baby and that was their summer to like all that stuff all those fans those casual fans who don't really you know binge listen to her music or listen to it like every day some of those fans started to turn on her i, I realized that recently so i mean there's a couple things that she's done <laughs> like um that have kind of thrown people off I know she was on camera, like letting Jeezy like kiss all over and stuff like that. That's not really any of my any of my business, but um, it was there and it upset some people. And I'm like I said, I'm going off of the climate of social media uh, to create these approval ratings percentages. Um, so yeah, she did that. There was also the whole contract gate thing. <laughs> where apparently she didn't read her contract and she was locked into a terrible deal with this uh, label. And yeah, so people were calling her like goofy for that. And then there was a whole, she got a 2.7 GPA in college, which also doesn't make sense to me for people to make fun of because she is doing so many other things and she still almost has a 3.0. I think that's actually pretty amazing. But, you know, people... 4.0 4.0 Twitter, 3.5 Twitter. Uh, but, and then also like her, her last album, her last album, I feel like it just was not accepted very well. It really was not accepted very well. Um, a lot of, like I said, the hardcore fans, they like it a lot, but those casual fans who were kind of just riding her wave last summer, they're kind of like, ah, mm, it was whack. That's what I've been hearing. You know, that's what I've been hearing. I've been hearing that it is whack. I haven't listened to the entire thing myself. Um, and I didn't want to before I, uh, you know, made this approval rating because I wanted to uh, have it from uh, the perspective. I wanted to take myself out of it and from the perspective of just what I see um, other people say about it. So, like I said, I put her at a 55% approval rating right now. A lot of people still love her. You know, I, I like Megan the Stallion. But a lot of people still love her. You know, she is a uh, happy person, it seems like. You know, she has a a big personality. She's very carefree. She doesn't she doesn't start trouble with anybody. So that's why I don't have her below 50%. I still feel like the majority of people uh, like Megan Thee Stallion, but they didn't really like her last album. There is one song on her last album that is getting a lot of uh, popularity and a lot of hype, a lot of steam. It's uh, Savage. And the main reason why Savage is getting uh, the amount of streams and popularity and hype that it's getting is because of the app TikTok and the challenges that people have made 
uh, like the dance challenges that people have created on TikTok using that song. Now, TikTok, if you don't know, TikTok is an application that you can download on your app store on iPhone or Android. Basically, it's a new social media app where it's just videos. It's just videos. Um, You can record videos, add filters. You can edit them, add songs behind them, add a whole bunch of crazy effects to them. You can just be as creative as you want making a video using your cell phone camera. And put it together however you want. If you want it to be funny, you can do that. If you want to do a skit, you can do that. If you want to dance, you can do that. If you want to do a tutorial, you can do that. It's it's actually pretty cool. It's like it's like Instagram plus YouTube um, plus Vine. So you know, remember the Vine, the old video sharing app. It's like all of those put together. Um, in the sense that, you know, it, it's very fast paced, like Vine is very fast paced. Uh, also, like YouTube, there's just a wide variety. There's a huge variety of stuff. And then also like uh, like Instagram, there's just stuff you just scroll through. You're just scrolling up and down all day. That's literally all you're doing. You're just going from one thing to the next. And the thing about TikTok, and I know I'm kind of getting away from uh, making the stallion here. Uh, like I said, her approval rating is 55%. Um, major reason why Savage was good because of TikTok. But getting back to TikTok, though, because it's, it's been very interesting to me lately. I recently downloaded the app myself. But the thing about TikTok is that it's very, very addicting. Highly addicting. Because what it does is, like, there's not even really scrolling. Like, you don't have any type of freedom when you're scrolling your timeline. Like you can't just, oh, up and down, scroll up. It's like you go from one video to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. There's no in-between. There's no, like, comment section that you can take a peek at. You know, you actually have to press something to get to the comment section. It's like you just swipe. All right, you're done looking at this video. Swipe up. Next video automatically starts playing. Nothing in between it distracting you. So it's very addicting. Um <laughs> And like I think I spent like an hour on there the other night. I think I was I was listening to rap battles. Yeah, like it, it gets deep. You can there's there's a whole bunch of different, you know, topics and video types that you can filter that you like to see. So it literally knows and the thing is it's just these algorithms these days. And these apps, like these algorithms, like they just know exactly what you want to see, when you want to see it, and why you want to see that. So they give you the perfect things, and that's why it's so addicting. It hooks you in. Um, so I would definitely say be careful with it because it can definitely be a very time-consuming thing if you don't know how to control yourself with it. But uh, if you haven't downloaded TikTok and you think it's like something for kids, it's like kind of childish, well, it kind of is. But at the same time, it is highly entertaining. You can see some very talented and creative uh, people and things on there, and I think that's really cool. And people are doing all this stuff just with their smartphone. It's crazy where we're going with uh, technology and things like that. But yeah, that's why I think TikTok is the future. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this podcast after one more thing. We have our daily dose where I recommend a TV show, movie, songs, albums to you guys that I've been kind of uh, consuming for the past week or whenever the last time I did an episode. Uh, and I basically share that with you guys. So you guys can go and check it out. because These are my personal 
recommendations, the Diet Therapy Podcast Daily Dose. Here we go. So this week, I have a couple things. I have a couple shows and a movie. So the first show I wanted to talk about is Dave uh, on FX. Uh, now, Dave, now this is available on Hulu, but Dave is uh, David Bird, who is a rapper named Lil Dicky. Now, if you haven't heard of Lil Dicky, he's a very uh, satirical type rapper, almost reminds me of like a like a Weird Al Yankovic, but he has way more bars and he's way more intricate with uh, his flows and things like that. Um, he's like Eminem mixed with Weird Al Yankovic. And I hope you guys know who Weird Al Yankovic is. But he's like those two guys mixed together and as a rapper. But he has a show where basically it like follows like a, it's like a scripted show, like an actual television show. Follows like his, him and his rapper life and he's trying to like make it on and stuff like that. And he's like, it starts out with like he has like a viral video and he's in L.A. And he's trying to like get the connects and figure things out. And it's really cool. Funny thing is, it's on FX. And also, there was another show by produced by uh, Childish Gambino, a.k.a. Donald Glover, or, or the other way around. But it was called Atlanta, which basically followed a very, very, very similar premise uh, as Dave does. So in Atlanta, Donald Glover was the main character, but he wasn't the rapper. He was the manager of a rapper. In this show, in Dave, Dave is the rapper. Everybody else around him is like, you know, managing or the girlfriend or the best friend, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I think it's really cool. It's really funny. <laughs> Lil Dicky, like I said, he's a satirical type of guy. Um, and he really he literally like makes fun of himself. Uh, he's very socially awkward sometimes. Um, and it's super funny. And also uh, the acting is good in it. I like the cast and they bring in celebrities. FX does that a lot. Like I already saw like Young Thug was in an episode with Gunna. Um, YG was in an episode. I'm sure there'll be more celebrities in there uh, sooner. But I would definitely suggest you check out Dave FX. It's available. Like if you have FX, then yeah, watch it there. But it's also available on Hulu as well. If you have Hulu, then you can watch it there as well. Uh, the next one was a show on Netflix. It's called the end of the effing world. Now, this is a show that just came out with a season two, and it's a show that I like to call a, uh, a quick binger. So quick bingers are actually like perfect for times like this and when we're in quarantine, because it's a show that like you can just watch. Each, each episode is 20 minutes long. That's nothing. You can knock that out like that. So you can just kind of watch, and there's probably like seven or eight episodes in the season, each season. You can just kind of watch it really quickly. Um, you can get invested really quickly. It doesn't take a long time to get invested into it. And it's really good. It's very interesting. It's very, it's kind of dark. Um, it's about like a, uh, this guy, this boy, really, this boy and this girl. They're like teenagers and they are, both of their lives are kind of effed up. So they end up like going on the run together, basically. They basically end up running away together. And they just get into one problem after the next. And <laughs> it's really good. It's really good because the, their characters are so are so different. Uh, she's like a very cold and hard character, but also 
kind of soft and he's like a just a caring type. You just got to watch it. It's called The End of the Effing World. It's on Netflix. Like I said, it's a quick binger. You don't have to necessarily like sit down and spend an hour or 45 minutes on each episode. Like you don't have to do that. You can just kind of watch it really quick. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Check it out. The next one is a movie that I watched last night with my girlfriend, um, Uncut Gems. Now, Uncut Gems is not available on Netflix or uh, like HBO or Hulu or anything like that, um, but it is available on YouTube. You can actually get it on YouTube. Uh, you can rent it for like $5.99 or you can buy it for like uh, 15 bucks. or it's actually on DVD as well. You can get it on DVD too. For some reason, though, it's just not available on Netflix in the United States, but I know it is available on Netflix in other countries. Not sure why, but Uncut Gems is a uh, Adam Sandler film, and I'm a big fan of Adam Sandler's. Uh, I like his films. I've always liked his movies. But uh, this movie here was it was really good because just the acting range that Adam Sandler has, and he puts himself in these roles where it's like, you can tell he's challenging himself every time. Uh, and it's just, it was just so good. I mean, it was basically about him. He was like a, uh, he was a jeweler, uh, but he owed a bunch of people money. And, you know, you know how that goes, you know how that story goes, but um, it was really good. I would definitely recommend what I would highly recommend watching it. And if you haven't watched any of the other like Adam Sandler films, like Adam Sandler directed, produced films that are on Netflix already. Definitely go check those out. Those are actually really good as well. Um, and then I think I have one more. Oh, yeah. Last one. Today is March 27th, 2020, like I said. Uh, but today's also season three release of Ozark. And I know I talked about this last week on the Diet Therapy podcast for our daily dose, but uh, season three starts today. Well, it came out today. I haven't watched any episodes yet, so I'll probably end up watching those later. But yeah, season three of Ozark. Like I said last week, if you haven't watched Ozark at all, definitely start from season one. Work your way up there. It's an awesome show. But yeah, I'm not even going to get into that anymore because I talked about it last week. So I'm going to go ahead and stop there this time, guys. Uh, I thank all you guys for listening to the Diet Therapy Podcast, all of you faithful listeners. Um, I love all you guys. Um, if, like I said, if you're a first-time listener, uh, you don't know where else you can find me other than where you're listening now. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube at Sutton Def. That's at S-U-T-T-O-N-D-E-F. Um, also, my podcast is available on SoundCloud. Um, at the Diet Therapy Podcast, also YouTube at the Diet Therapy Podcast, and also Apple Podcasts, if that's where you get your podcasts, also at the Diet Therapy Podcast. So that's been it for me. Uh, one more thing, one more thing, too. Uh, if you're listening to this and you don't follow me on Twitter, go follow me on Twitter. I'm actually doing a competition right now, like a contest. Not really a competition. I'm just kind of picking winners, but I have a clothing line. For those of you who don't know, it's called Overlooked Underrated Oler. Um, if you want to see some of what I offer for it, you can actually go onto my Instagram at Sutton Def, S-U-T-T-O-N-D-E-F. I have a highlight, highlighted story. We can see all the pieces I have available right now, but on Twitter at Sutton Def as well. Um, I have a contest going where if you retweet and like the tweet that I'm talking about and you'll see it on my page, I'm going to probably bump it today. Um, 
you can retweet and like that, and you'll actually be entered for a chance to win a free shirt. I'm coming out with some new shirts uh, for the spring and summertime, so you could possibly win a free one. Uh, otherwise, if you want to buy one, if you just want to buy one, you're listening to this like a week after this episode came out, those shirts are $22. Like I said, you can find them on my Twitter or Instagram at Sutton Def. But that's been it for me, guys. This has been the Diet Therapy Podcast, episode 16. Thank you guys for listening so, so much. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Stay safe. Later.